0: Hey everyone, you're tuning to Walk in Truth Radio with Pastor Jay. I just wanted to extend a thank you to him for all that he has done. Him and his beautiful congregation have helped me so much and sent words of encouragement, um, things to stand on in the word. And so for any of you listening to this particular podcast, please do help support. Um, they are trying to get a building. So, this pastor and this congregation do amazing work in the community they share solid teaching and pastor jay is always sharing good biblical sound doctrine so please if you have and you are able to support financially please help them so that they can help themselves get a new building and they can do even more work in the community for the kingdom god bless (music)
1: Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk in Truth Radio Podcast, and I want to ask you a question. How are you neglecting such a great salvation? We'll be coming out of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, and also Romans. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day. And always remember, walk in truth. Peace. Joshua, as far as we are concerned, The last time we got together, uh, Mr. Venus, Sister Venus Penn said some things that registered in my heart about God always shows us and gives us warnings. And the warnings are not meant to hurt us, but are meant to, to put us on the right path, to put us on the road. But a lot of times we can't see the warning because we're too invested in staying like we are. You can't, you, know, you can't see that you're full unless your stomach tells you you still got you know a lot of food around you. Have you ever been to a buffet and you get there, you can't eat everything inside?
0: Yep.
1: It's just too much. But if you went to McDonald's and got something, you'd be talking about you're still hungry. <laughs> it's just kind of funny our mind works like that in the midst of what we're going through some things we can't see so sometimes we can't see God in the midst of what we're going through because we're so invested in what we're going through that that it becomes the center of our focus and our attention we, when I say we, I I am like that I can get invested in something to, to the point where I don't see God and I've learned in this short period of time that it may start off one way but I know that God is in control. And if I just sit back and allow things to develop, God has a way of turning that thing out. Just like He said He would, He didn't need my help. Can you imagine that God didn't need my help? All I had to do was be faithful and focused. That's all I had to do. So we're not going to have a long message today, but I, I want to go through some passages of scripture. To kind of show you what I encourage you is we're right right now, we're about to go into Romans chapter six. What I would encourage you is to go through one, two, three, four, and five and pick out at least two verses that mean something to you, that affect you, that 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 plays into your psyche, that helps you along this what we call the Roman road. But first, we have to establish some things before we get on our journey. You know, regardless of what you think you are on the journey, but we have to establish some things so we can understand the journey that we're on. There's no point in me telling you to go to Kansas City and you don't know which way is west. There's no point in me telling you to go to California and you don't have a road map to get there. And that's what Romans are. And I know you can look it up, the Roman road, but see, you have to develop your own Roman road. It doesn't have to be like that. It's not written in stone. It, it, it's what, what moved you? What, what moved you up? Okay? So first, I want to start in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2. At verse 3, it says, How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Stop right there. How shall we escape if we neglect? Underline the word neglect. Or put that in your mind. The question is, how can we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? And the answer is, it's not about rejecting. This passage say that we actually neglect it. Now, rejection is a little different than neglect, isn't it? Neglect means it's there, it's, it's, it's observable, it's, it's palatable. But for some reason or another, I get unfocused on it and I neglect it. When Nancy deals with children and Venus deals with children, there's a thing called neglect. The children are there, the parents are there, everything is set there for them, but there's a neglect of what's important. There's not a rejection, but a neglect. You may think you are being a good parent or a good daycare provider, but you're not reaching the standard that's required. So there's a salvation that we Now, I'm not talking about unsaved folk. I'm talking about there's a salvation that once you get saved, you can run away from it and neglect it. Because it's through the salvation that you move and you do. It's your understanding of your salvation that you become a stronger brother and sister in Christ. A lot of us neglect it. That's why I did that thing. I'll go back to basics. Let's go back to basics. Let's go back to our salvation. And not the zeal of it per se. And I, and I appreciate what Karen said because that's what we normally go to. But just the fact Jesus saved you. Just, just, just meditate on that. Go back to the point to where he decided sovereignly to save you while you were still a son. And then upon his salvation you had choices to make. Because the Bible clearly tells us we were dead in our sins and trespasses so a dead man doesn't know anything so it can't make a choice for god but once you were quickened now you have a choice either to receive it or neglect it <laughs> see even an unbeliever believes because if it was really nothing would be nothing not to believe in that's the state they don't believe in jesus well if jesus is such a figmentation of our imagination there's nothing to believe you, you it's such a fight against jesus and our society. But we got to make sure saints, that we don't neglect such a great salvation. So let's look at Romans. And all I do is pick out passages in each, each chapter to try to deal with us in our neglect. And help us go on our Romans road. How would you go to somebody, a saint of God or unbeliever? So I'm going to start with, first of all, we have to remember chapter 1. It talks about we begin this position of man of not being able to, to, to have a relationship with God. Man is born in sin and second we Now basically, man's born behind the eight-ball. He can't have a relationship with God. No matter how sentimental he wants to have it, he can't have it. He's an enemy with God, he's an enmity with God, and God says we deserve his wrath. Okay? So look at look, let's look at uh 116 and it says this this stood out for me now. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So I don't have to neglect it. I have to believe in it. I have a choice. And the key is, it is the power. It never stops being the power. Who is the power of? Power of God. So God gave us something that is very powerful not to neglect, which is salvation. Because the Hebrews just said, don't you know how can we neglect it? And this says it's the power. So don't neglect the power of salvation. It's the strongest thing God gave us, it's the strongest tool God gave us. It's the salvation. If we preach Jesus, we're preaching salvation. So don't neglect the salvation. See, and, and, and this brings me to a modern thing that everybody's discussing. This thing with Kanye. Leave him alone. Go to Philippians and read the passage where it tells us that Paul was in a situation where they were preaching things for money, they were preaching things to his detriment, they were preaching things that are heretical. And you know what Paul came in with a power of the Holy Spirit? Leave him alone. As long as they preaching in Jesus' name, God got a way of working things out. But it's quite fascinating that us saints don't go back to this passage and say, if it's the power under salvation to all that's believed, then why are we having such time? hard time with him believing. Didn't y'all know Paul was a murderer? Last time I checked, he didn't do that. Kanye didn't do that. Didn't y'all know Abraham was a liar? Didn't y'all know there's some wretched people in the scriptures? Rahab was a prostitute. So if God can save and make a man that's a murderer writer of two-thirds of the New Testament, why can not he say Kanye? Oh, I get it. Y'all hate us for real. Because he comes with a platform. And he comes with a past that you can look at and document. He did this, he did that. What about your undocumented past? Come on, come on. Where nobody can look at. Where your shoes was under somebody else's bed. Well, come on now. Let's, let's be real. Because his is documented. Yours is not you. I gotta see who are you? What? What? You gotta see who made you judge? Right now, somewhere in this Bible tells you don't judge another man's servant. See, y'all forget scripture when it comes to this. It's like it's the saints that's doing this to him. It lets me know how wicked America is as far as the Christian thing is, because you got the conservatives don't want him because he's because he's Kanye you got the liberals don't want him because he likes Trump so he can't please nobody so he opts out to try to please God and you and you were like well he's doing this and he's doing that remember you was a baby once too yeah. he might have an adult platform but he a baby in Christ I know. did you have to did, did you want people to give you time to grow isn't it just like God to use the foolish thing the most foolish thing you can use in our minds is who Kanye but then the Bible tells us he uses the foolish things to confound the wise and then the wise become the fool. Don't be a fool. Give a person a chance to grow because the gospel is the power and the salvation. And if Kanye has heard the gospel, he, the power is there. But see, we get so wrapped up in other things that mean nothing. <laughs> Look at Romans 121. Here lies the problem. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they what? Became futile in their thinking. So our problem is we don't honor God like God is supposed to be honored. We don't think of God like we should. We keep neglecting the great salvation that's offered to us in, in Hebrews that we just forget, we just take we just take God for granted we know God don't work it out don't we, we say it all the time but my question to you is how you know God working it out is what you want I'm going to say it again, how do you know God working it out don't look like nothing that you want it to come out to be that's presumption, you presume that working it out means you're going to be happy in it I mean we, we do it all the time the way we worship is we worship to get the outcome that we want, not the outcome that God wants. That's just normal. God gonna work this out. God gonna work that. What if working out means that you go again you're gonna lose everything you got? Maybe that's what he wanna work out. What if he wants to take your freedom away? See, I'm an example of working it out his way. I didn't know... If it was up to me, I'd say, God, if, I, if he didn't put it on the table and say... You can have it this way, you can have it this way. I have devil picked a path that he picked to get me here. Yeah. I'd have picked another path, but guess what? It wouldn't have got me here. Because I was already on that path. I just said, God, I'd have cut back a little bit on this and cut back a little bit on that. And add a little, and hold up, who can I write a check to? Can I, can I, can I, can I buy my way in? And the answer is no. I had to be driven to my knees some of you sitting here today and around the world who listen, you haven't been driven to your knees yet. You're too proud for to get on your knees for oh God. I, I, get I, I get it. You know, I ask people about their salvation. They never, in Romans 10 and 9, they never mention 2 and 4. I say, before you can say 10 and 9, you gotta go to 2 and 4, right? You gotta repent. We do not like to repent because we do not worship God as God. We don't honor him as God. And guess what? We don't give thanks. You think giving thanks is actually saying, I thank you, Lord. No, giving real thanks and, and, and spiritual thanks is how you live your life after you thank him. How are you living after you say, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, he is good. How do you live a life before men that shows them that you thank God? Hmm. Think about that. You live your life after you thank God, or do you come in, thank God, and you go out, just do the same thing, and then the people don't come, and they like, "Well, I don't need to go to church. They're doing the same thing I'm doing. There's no thankfulness of God, and then they just doing, they neglecting their salvation." Look, look at Romans one twenty-five continuations, because they what exchange the truth about what God, what truth about God, the great salvation. What did you exchange? So what did you put in the place of salvation? Works. Your works. Your efforts. You exchanged the truth for a lie. And worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Now think about this. You served the creature and neglected the creator. Rather than means that you already know but you made a conscious choice to follow the flesh instead of following the creation. And you know what? In America it's really easy. Because we spiritualize things that don't need to be spiritualized and then what we need to spiritualize we make flesh. It is so easy in America to think that you're spiritual and you really are operating in your flesh. It sounds good because you change your voice tones and you mention, And you know, you do all that stuff. But it's not according to scripture. Man's problem is, he knew who God was by Romans 1 the creation and everything that was created. He knew God was, but he made a conscious decision not to follow what God said. Think about this: in the Garden of Eden, there was only one prohibition, one, and man couldn't handle that one. Because in the heart of man it's wicked and deceitful and desperate, and it is like God understood. I gave you one. Maybe if I just give you one, forget about a ten. Let me just give you one. For man, the only time it was really good is in the Garden, before they failed, because there was no such thing as evil. In man's eye, there was no such thing as being naked. In man's eye, everything was good. And all he had to do, him and Eve, to continue to walk in that goodness of God, obeyed what God said. God said, don't mess with that tree. Don't eat of that tree. Because the day you eat of it, you will die. Now, I don't believe God told him something he didn't know about. I believe God told him, look, I believe God sat down with him like a son and said, look, the minute you eat of that tree, you're not going to have communion with me. You're not going to be with me. You're not going to be able to talk to me like you two do right now. It's going to be totally different. Of course, they didn't have nothing to compare it to because evil hadn't creeped in yet. But the fact that God told them, look, the minute you do this, you're going to die. You're going to be separated from me. That wasn't even enough to make man do right. Because then the pride of life, the lust of eye, what got Eve? What did it look like? What got Adam? You surely, you'll become like God. God not don't want you to know because God, the devil say God said, He don't want you to know what it's like to uh to become like God, but guess what? The day you eat of this tree, you become one. And did he eat of the tree? And he didn't become one. He got tricked. Because he's neglected God. We back to Hebrews. He neglected such a great relationship with God that he neglected. So man is incapable. This is called what we call total depravity. Man is so depraved no matter what God does other than what Jesus has done. We would never have a relationship with God that was proper. No matter angels, no matter, no matter, no matter spells, no matter what, you can read this Bible all day unless you are saved. You can get a head knowledge of it. You can get a historical knowledge of it, but it won't move your spirit at all. There are scholars who are good with this Bible But they are not saved But until God saves you You won't be saved See that's the other part We don't want to make salvation a sovereign act of God We want to be us doing something And again there is a mystery Because it's a part of something that we participate in But it's more about sanctification Because once we admit that God We're saved we've already been saved You're not doing it Then getting it You have got it then you're admitting to it Okay, so when you come forward, when you finally, and you say, saved, it's like some of you know the date, the time, the moment, but it's one of those things where when it happens, you're responding to what He did sovereignly in you. He, it says He saved us while we were still yet sinners. He didn't say, well, we got saved, and then we realized we were sinners, and then He saved us. No, He moved on you. And that's what we ask God to do move on us. We ask God to move on us. So we're incapable of having a relationship with God. Let's look at uh, 128. And since, and since they did not, what? See fit. They did not see it was worth it. We don't see fit. What that means is they did not figure it was profitable. They did not see it was fit. To acknowledge God, God, what? Gave them up to a what? A reprobate mind. A debased mind. that they would do things that were unseemingly. So what God does, by the, he ratifies your decisions. He ratifies your neglect. He said, if you're going to neglect me, I'm going to let you do what you want to do. But you can't imagine that you would want to be away from God. You can't imagine that you would want to, to you know, in your holy self, you're like, no, I always wanted to be with God. That's what your mouth said. But what did your life say? I know we all haven't always been saved. But let's not fool ourselves and pretend that we have let's not spend our time trying to amp people up with our historical narrative about how long we've been in church that means nothing you got church people still talking about you know something was said to me it was said to me that when somebody dies Jesus comes down and escorts them back where you get that scripture? see this is a, and, it, and it was sentimental about it this is the point that was sentimentally said to me by a saint of God that don't mean they're not saved, It just means they have a misunderstanding and, and kind of a off-cue about God. Because if let me ask you something, saints. When God decides to come back, when Jesus decides to come back, what do we call that? The rapture. Y'all was too silent on that one. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. Y'all mind, y'all better listen. If Jesus left the right-hand side of God and decided to come back with the trump or the sound of the angels. We know what was happening, the rapture, right? So if he done came back and got somebody and left, we done missed the rapture. Now we're in the time of tribulation. See, these are the things that we say that are romantically driven, but they're not biblically sound. So when I say get back to basics, I'm talking about get back to the Bible. The Bible says absent from the body. You don't need no escort. Then, of course, it went on. Well, maybe I was wrong about that, but the angels came back. Quit doing that to yourself. That's fables. Only time we see that escort in the Bible is a story of Lazarus. And you have to remember, I'm trying to teach you all this coming to 20. Knowing he's talking with Jews and what they were under and know when he's talking to Gentiles. You want to know when he's talking to Gentiles? Read uh, uh, Ephesians, Galatians, Romans. Read the, read the epistles. Ninety percent of the Bible is written to the Jewish nation. It's not written to us, but it's good for us, so we learn what not to do, and we we'll learn what to do. God said, "Be holy, for I am holy." We, that's something that we should do. Okay. But how do we go about being holy? Not neglecting our great salvation and getting saved, and then our life is hidden in Christ Jesus, and God deals with us through Jesus and not our own merit. Look at Romans two, two and three. Do you suppose on man, and you do suppose, who judges others, what? Who practices the same thing, you practice the same thing, and I'm kind of paraphrasing right through this thing, right here. it said, or do you force, or do you presume on the riches of the kindness and the forbearance and the what? Patience, not knowing. Now, now think about what he just said, he gave a couple answers, he said, or do you presume, or do you take advantage of a... Or do you neglect on the one, riches, on his kindness, on his forbearance, and his patience? That's a lot of ignoring God, ain't it? He didn't just say riches, he said kindness. He didn't just say kindness, he said forbearance. He didn't just say forbearance, he said patience. Are you one that sit here are saved and yet you neglect the great salvation, not knowing what? That this goodness of God should lead you to repentance. See, this is our issue. Our issue is we are so prideful. Repentance is not part of our daily worship. Paul is explaining to us that that there's a there's a there's a issue with man and God, and Jesus is the answer through salvation. But in Hebrews, we're talking about the fact that if you don't dig into what your salvation really means, you'll neglect it. And then what you'll do is presume that God going to work everything out to your satisfaction. God going to work it out. He's going to work it out. And I know when you say that, you, you kind of mean that like God's going to work it out to what I want. When I tell you God going to work it out, I mean God going to work it out the way he wants You may think I'm saying that if if God wants you to have that or do that, that's what I'm saying. If it works out that way, give the glory to God. And if God don't want you to have that or do this thing that you may want to do, I say glory to God. Because God doesn't have to answer to me. So do we presume? Yes, we do. So we got two questions. Do 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 we deal with the escape? How do we escape? And do we presume? Yes, we do presume. And yes, we do neglect God. And yes, we do worship him more we worship creation more than the creator. So my Roman road is to people, let's deal with who we really are so we can appreciate what God has done on the cross. Let's look at Romans 2.28. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outward, nor is circumcision outward and is physical. But a Jew, the next verse, but a Jew is one inwardly, and the circumcision is a matter of the heart so in other words what God is saying is part of the neglect that we do is we become creatures that exhibit stuff outwardly but our heart hasn't changed see you're not a Jew because you have the trappings of a Jew you have the lookings of a Jew you're not a church because you look like church you're not church because you come here you're not church because you come to Bible study you're church because your heart has been changed and you now become part of this body called Christ. And if you got a heart change, there should be some evidence in truth. There should be some evidence of your life that your heart has been changed. And some of the best evidence is your family members. Because they see you a little bit more than I do. I see you and you got your church face on. got your church clothes on. Whatever church clothes is for us, he is. But you know what I'm saying? We have this there is a facade that we play in church and, and, I, and I'm not ignoring that I'm just saying let's be honest with it yeah. so let's drop a facade and let's get to the heart issue mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was nice to get voted the best church in nowhere but are we really how are we better because we get out here and do some stuff outside that's good I'm not saying don't do it I'm just saying if everybody out there heart ain't right it don't make a difference right because that's outward right and they, all, all they're looking at is the hour. Yes. It's when somebody comes in here and walks in here and doesn't know us and say, we're a loving church. That let me see the heart of the church. I'll take that over the ward every day. Because that is of God. That is of man. And it's good to be recognized by man. But you know what? I want to be recognized by God. Let's go to Romans 3 and 9. What then? No question. What then? Are Jews any better? Oh, no, not at all. Well, we have what? Already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, which are Gentiles, are under sin. So that's the whole world. You included in that. Only reason the Jews may be considered to be better off because God chose them to carry the oracles of God. We didn't get this book without the Jews. Okay. Bible, that's why the Bible tells us to bless them. But there's a different relationship between the Jews and the Gentiles. There's a different relationship between the Jews and the church. The dispensations are different. We're under grace, they're under law. There will be a, an amount of Jews that come in under the church. But the Jews will God will go back to dealing with the Jews once all the Gentile nation, reading your Bible, once all the Gentiles are brought in. That's going to come in. And then he'll go back to dealing with the Jews. He's not never, he's never going to, see when he said, when the Bible says he's never going to leave them or forsake, he really, talk, he's talking to them. Think about when we read that, where's it at? No test testament, right? He said he would never leave them nor forsake them. And he's not going to leave them or, them. And, he's not leave them or them. and he's not going to leave you either, but realize in, 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 in order of time, he's talking about them because guess what? Right now, some of them feel forsaken. Because they thought that David was going to bring it back. They thought they wanted Jesus to bring back the Davidic. It didn't happen the way they wanted. So they feel forsaken right now. They're still waiting on their king to return. Not knowing their king has come and left. Because there's a mystery called a church that God didn't reveal to no one. That he needed a body. And the body's going to be through the Gentile nation. Because they dropped the ball. Because they were supposed to be the light unto the Gentile nation. Showing the other nations about Jesus. And about God but instead of them showing the nations about God they became like the other nations so God had to do a dispensation so that's why he says in the Bible he's going to drive them to jealousy because he's going to pick a a people who are not his people hey Betsy (laughs) okay 310 as it is written none is righteous no not one no one understands no one seeks for God that's a definite fact no one so you don't in your natural state nobody does in their pre-saved state no one seeks after God it's not about coming to church it's not about being religious 312 all have sinned and what twelve. that is for the I can see if y'all's paying attention. All have turned, turned, and what? And become worthless. Yes, you turned aside. All, all means all. It means all of mankind because we've all sin this false short of glory. Now that you know, this is where we're at. This is pre-salvation. So let's go to four and nine. I'm almost done. In chapter 4, we begin to talk about how we're saved by faith. And then the Jews would tell you the blessing is only to them. But we will say this Is the blessing then only for the circumcision or also for the uncircumcised? That's another question. For we say that faith was what? Counted to Abraham as what? Righteousness. When was it counted to Abraham? Before he was circumcised. So, because Abraham trusted God, it was accounted to him as righteousness before he became a Jew. So, it's by faith, through grace, that we're saved. It's by faith that we come into the knowledge of God. It's by faith that we don't neglect such a great salvation. It's by faith that we enter into his presence. It's not by our own merit. And as long as we keep thinking it's how much we do and not what he did, we will always neglect it. Because we don't enter in on the blood. We enter in on our own merit. We enter enter in because we're such a good church. We enter in because we teach good Bible study. We enter in and never say the faith that we have in Christ is good enough. It's always faith plus something. That is our general disposition. That is our patience. That is where we stand. We don't sit there and go, well, God, you know what? I'm just coming to you like a child by faith. You know how a a, a baby, how Ferris looks up to you guys? She looks in wonder. She can't can't give you nothing. She should be be looking sometimes like this. That's how you should come to God. You should come to God in wonder. Expectation but wonder. And realizing that you want God to do what's best for you. Regardless if it hurts you. Regardless if it moves against your natural disposition. Because your natural disposition is enmity with God. There are some things that, that I want in life that I know and have discerned that God don't want it for me. And I don't like it. I don't like it. But I know God knows best. There are some people. i want want to get rid of and I don't mean hurt them but just move them away from my life cause they getting on my nerves. <laughs> but you know what God say that's why they there to keep you focused on me he said instead of you praying for them to go you need to get your life together <laughs> because what you see in them it's in you what So, so you telling me the reason why they get on my nerve because I carry the same traits they do? He said, yep. You mean the reason I can't get along with them is because I'm a person that can't get along with others? Yep. Because what I begin to do is neglect what's more important, the great salvation. See, when I look at salvation, I can't throw away nobody. Because he didn't throw away nobody. When I, when, I, when I think about the, the salvation and not to neglect it, I understand that there was a time where I worship other things than the creator. When I understand no neglect salvation, I put myself in the right perspective with God and man to understand that as long as they have breath, there's hope. And that realize my problem. I want to give up before the fight even starts. And I'm talking about I give up in myself. I want to believe I got everything together. I know this word, I know what it is, I know that I, I mean I could just go down the list with the accolades that I have and are achieving. But you know what? Paul said it the best. I throw it all the way to have a relationship with Jesus. It's not a carnal reality of relationship that I have, that's a natural relationship, or any accolade that I could get that I would exchange for this knowledge of Jesus. That humbles me even the more. Let me tell you something. When you really know Jesus, you don't get puffed up. You get broke down. When you know Jesus, you humble yourself. Before that mighty hand. When you you know Jesus, when you don't neglect your great salvation, you begin to humble yourself. And you know what? You check yourself. Because when you answer those questions, you find out that guess what? The only answer is to come to Christ. That's the only answer. There may be specific ways we can pray for people and do for people, but you know what I'm learning? I'm learning that the best person to talk to about another somebody is Jesus, but let me talk to him about myself first. Let me deal with my insecurities, my shortcomings, my issues of life before I really go off and make a list of yours. Because you know I can make a list. You can too. You can make a list about everybody else but yourself. You can pray loud about it. I pray, sister, so and so be delivered. I won't. Uh-huh. When's the last time you told him to shut your mouth? Out loud. In front of the congregation. You won't do that. Your pride won't let you do that. So, I, so I'll be the first one to start it off. Lord, deal with my impatience. Lord, deal with my anger. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk Truth Radio Podcast and Senior Pastor of Walk of Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I want to invite all those in the St. Louis metropolitan area to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ building located at 2301 Wallace Avenue. That's W-A-L-L-I-S Avenue 63114 in Overland, Missouri. Our Dig Deeper Bible studies are held 11 a.m., And 7 p.m. on Tuesdays our rescue addiction recovery class is being held at 7 p.m. on Mondays we want you to come enjoy the love of God worship with us and go line by line and verse by verse as we travel through the Bible we look forward to seeing you and one of the things you can leave at home is your wallet we want you to come sit back enjoy the fellowship the love and the great teaching that goes on at walking truth this is Pastor Jay I always want you to be encouraged to be blessed. And thank you for considering us as your place of worship. Peace. Hello, this is Pastor Jay. I'm excited to invite you to come over to listen to our broadcast on YouTube. Yes, Walk in True Christian Fellowship Church on YouTube. We have some great videos over there, and you'll be able to listen to all the lessons and the podcast. So again, subscribe, like, and continue to comment and listen. This is Pastor Jay. Talk to you later. Peace.
0: Hey, Pastor. Good morning. It's me, Frida. I just want to say thank you and I appreciate you for especially today's encouraging word coming from Romans 5 about um, finding joy in our suffering. And I know for me personally, it just seems like it's so many layers of just things bad going sour. And it's not always easy to keep your focus on Jesus. But that's why I appreciate simply the encouraging words just every day to let me know to keep going. And God loves me and his word is there for me to get illumination. So I just thank you for the reminder and you keep it up, Pastor.